And now, from the dry hills of Santa Clarita, California, it's time for America's least listened to podcast. It's Christianese with your blessing-filled hosts, Jared Burkholder, Dan Satchoff, and Brian Irwin. Oh my gosh, I didn't think I would ever hear Barb's fingers, her fat, pudgy, square fingers, playing the Hammond B3 organ. Barbara. Can you believe that? Wait, are we back? Is this a dream? I saw Barb. Yeah. And I sobbed (laughs) into her cankles. Sobbed. I miss her so much. Into the wrinkles, the folds of her cankles. I was absorbed by her. Yes. Well, it helped moisturize her her cankles, too. Your tears did. So it served her well and served me well. And let me tell you. It's called a win-win. There's something about loose cankle skin. It really makes a great tissue. It really does. It just sops it right Isn't that the subtitle of your biography? (laughs) Here we have uh, Loose Cankle Skin, the life and times of Jared Burkholder. Jared Burkholder, we're back. It's Christianese. So I was thinking on the way over, there's no one good reason why we have... It's been four months. Has it been four months? I think so. I can't do math and stuff, but... Well, here, let me explain to the viewers at home, or not viewers as much, because this is an audio medium. Well, but if if they... For $60 a month, they can get the live stream. Exactly, the live stream. Their, their bedroom, we're, their bathroom, their, their place of work. Their phone, their uh, iWatch. The, um, their fax machine. We found right. a way to fax out pictures that if you flip them fast enough, kind of recreates. And for Thank an ex- extra $150, will implant a chip in your mind so it's beamed directly into the back of your retina. Have you been... Have you been reading Left Behind again, Dan? Yes, I have. Oh, my word. Nikolai Carpathia. <laughs> um, yeah, so what happened at home, everybody, is we were in contact contract renegotiations right. with the distributor of Christianese. Right. And quite honestly, they we weren't they weren't We walked our, out. Yeah, we walked out of the yeah. negotiations. Right. And if you believe that, Jared has some swamp land that he'd yeah. like to sell you in San Francisco. I actually do. Uh I built a castle on it. It sunk. <laughs> I built another castle. <laughs> no, it was just life, right? Life got just crazy for life you and for me. Got very crazy uh, for both of us. Yes. Very pointedly. Yeah. yeah for yeah. a period of time. And yeah. so, I can tell you though, I just miss, I miss being in our studio here. Me too. Uh, you know, we had to turn the heat back on. Yeah. We rats in here because we haven't been here for four months. Exactly. A- Alice Cooper was actually doing a podcast out of our studios yeah. for a while, so we had to kick him out. We had to actually evict him. Yeah. Which took a while. It took a while. You know? Yeah. Um, and then, I, I can't think of anything. Woody. <laughs> <laughs> but we were back. Christianese is back. And uh, so much has happened. Jared, what shall we, what shall we discuss well, I today? I think we can talk about the stuff that's going Listen. Yeah. Nobody listens to this. If anyone right. listened before, the four-month break yeah. has certainly turned them against us. Although my buddy Jim listens. Jim, this is a shout-out to my buddy Jim from high school. He was actually emailed me the other day. Really? Is, was that the grand finale, or is there any more oh, episodes? No, the grand finale. <laughs> It's like, okay, so we used to go to this fireworks show in King, North Carolina. Yeah. And yeah, the fireworks yeah. were so bad, you were yeah. never sure when the finale was. <laughs> right? Yep. People will know. Oh, they'll know. We'll go out with a, yeah. a hot band. Douse ourselves yeah. with gasoline, and right. yeah, it'll be a whole thing. It'll be well, on the we're news. We're going to rent out uh, One World Trade, kind of do a, a live podcast from the top of it. It's going to be perfect. Um, so yeah, yeah, I've had stuff going on in my life. Yeah. You've had stuff going on in your life. Should yeah. we flip to see who goes first? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Uh, do, I have a I have an Indian head nickel right here. You can't say that on air. You can't? No. Really? How about Native American head? Indigenous people. Oh, indigenous people? Okay, hold on. There it goes. Bing! Yep. 
Uh, heads I win, tails you lose. So you go first. Uh, life has not been kind of what we expected. Yeah, um, that's strange because usually life is exactly well, how you expect it to for go. For 30 plus years, 30 plus. I've wanted to have happen has happened. Yeah. Uh, nothing's right. gone poorly. <laughs> and then just within the last four months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously. Um, yeah, our, our adoption has gotten... Uh, complicated. So let's let's unpack that a little because I don't know if people were, we were aware. So you've things, got yeah. yes. Let's unpack that. Yeah. You've already got uh, your son Andy. Yeah, who's um, been on this podcast. Yes, heard his cars in the background. Absolutely, yeah. we always love to have Andy in right. the studio here. So then you now have a little girl. Yeah, we brought S. Well, she's been here too. You probably heard her rolling around. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. So she, she asked for a contribution. Yes, what? we've had her for eight months now. We got her when she was three days old. And you're officially fostering her Offici- right now. Official fostering. Yes. Um, because off the books fostering is very it's tough. It's, it's like tough. Off track betting. Yeah. 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 Or yeah. yeah, like yeah. Kind of what Michael Vick was doing. Right. Right. You want to have right, right, right. official. You right. 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 Books. Yeah. So official on the books fostering. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're on the road to adoption with her. Mm-hmm. But here's the amazing thing. And this, yeah. this blows my mind. Maybe I don't understand this correctly. But in order uh, for us to go to the next step, they need to have her birth certificate. And in order for them to get the birth certificate to go to this next step, a worker from Department of Children and Family Services has to drive to the birth certificate office. I don't know if it's like birth certificate arrest or what, but they have to go there physically. <laughs> what? And they have to pay their own money to get the birth certificate and then submit a receipt to get reimbursed. Okay, now, so this is no surprise this is a government-run organization. In fact, Correct. two government-run organizations. So that makes it's it not doubly well. worse. That That's crazy. But I just think like so, 34,000 kids in foster care now. People county. wonder why the system is so backed up. That's cr- that's nuts. Well, I asked our, our county worker, like, is there not a DCFS credit card you could take with you? Because I work for a much smaller organization, and we have, you know, I could get funds to go do my job if I needed to. She's like, no, yeah, we got to got to pay it out of pocket. So that's, that's like, insane. okay, well, can I drive you? Can I give Can I give you the money? Well, not to mention, could, isn't lunch? there an official way you could get like a signature guarantee and have it sent to you or something? I mean, or it's an abs- interdepartmental transfer. Exactly. There has got to be a more efficient way. Where, like, I will rent a helicopter and fly all of DCFS and will land uh. at Social Security will run out uh, like it's Mogadishu. Exactly. We'll pay the thir- it's $34. Put it in a cooler like it's a yeah. kidney or something. Come on, here we go. <laughs> and then we'll we'll usher it back. All right, well, I don't. I digress. I don't want to get you on it. So anyway, you're, Snowball, you're, you're, up, you're hip deep in tr- de- starting the adoption process. Yeah, so we just had some setbacks and some things that we thought were going to happen this last year haven't. So it's been one of those years of all the plans that we've had kind of moving into this year just stalled. You know, like when you, you know, Jared, what, balloon, yes. you let it go and it goes. I was just going to say that's a good pastor's illustration. Sometimes, I don't know if you know, but life will not go exactly as you planned. So, at this time, I'd like to release the ushers to go ahead and, <laughs> and take take the offering for today. But you know, sometimes God does things that we, because we don't think the way God thinks. <laughs> Sorry. No, like I've been thinking about this, that, um, so I've been reading the book of Job. I felt like yeah. I needed the perspective of uh, God doesn't work in ways that we think yeah. we're going to. And, yeah. and the whole interesting thing about Job's friends is they give these really simplistic answers. And certainly there are so many people going through a bajillion things worse than me. We'll talk about some of that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just reminds you, like, the the trite answers that people tend to throw out are mm-hmm. worse than useless. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, 
I'm sorry. Uh, just everything works for a reason. Yeah. And there's just reasons that things are working for. And it, there's like, it's working for yeah. reasons. Yeah. Right, right. And like, it, you just got to trust. And like, if you just have <laughs> faith and like trust and like know that there are reasons that things are working for. Yeah. And then God works out all <laughs> things for purposes. And like, But we trust. feel like we have to say that, right? As Christians, like we feel like we, if we don't have the right thing to say at every moment, sometimes it's just weeping with somebody it's just listening to somebody it's like being like man that sucks and giving somebody some time to just absorb the fact that they're getting beat up well i feel like if we could write a primer for yeah. how to love people through hard times right. it would be shut your mouth and hug them you know what i mean like that's it <laughs> it's one bullet point that's and i would call it a primer i would say oh is it not primer well, no Can it I could be wrong? no no it is, no, no, it it is could, primer isn't it i think but oh, a primer is good too especially if you're loading ammunition well, Listen, I like to use the paint that has the primer built in. It's primer, isn't it? Wow. No, it's fine. No, primer is... If my it, wife listens to No, this. it's fine. No, but you're right. Find I mean, it's... family. It, that's so true because I catch myself doing that all the time in, in situations that are when bad things are happening around you and stuff, and then it's like, I got to have some great wisdom, and it's like... Well, I think we kind of think like, if I could just say the right words, then everything will be fine. Yeah. Like with people that we know who have gone through... Friends we have who've gone through serious cancer, mm-hmm. um, people who've lost parents, yep. uh, many other things. Like, what could you say that would make it better, right? Yeah. There's nothing you can say that's going to be like, you know, I was super depressed, but when you yeah, said yeah, those yeah. four sentences off yeah, a mug yeah, that you yeah. bought on Hallmark, yeah, yeah. everything got fine. <laughs> Not to say that later on, after people have grieved, after you've had that initial, that there isn't perspective you can 100%. give from yeah. scripture and stuff, of course, but like initially, like I got to get myself out of that because I'm guilty of that all of the time. You text me a lot of mug theology. Oh my gosh, don't I? I oh. totally do. <laughs> and in the moment, I feel like I gotta have the right thing to say, and it's just. Well, like, and I felt that pressure as a as a pastor, especially when I started. It was yeah. Like, yeah. You know, you I would hear people say stuff and like, oh my gosh, that's good. I hope that one day when people are weeping around me, I also can reach into the treasure <laughs> of my mind and have nuggets. It was. It just doesn't work that way. That's one of the great things when my mom was dying and you were sitting with me in the hospital is that you and I talked about everything. Right. I mean, we talked about some things like that, but like we didn't talk all about that. Like it was just, just as much as we could, just having normal conversation in that moment. Like it was great because you didn't feel the need to be like everything and be like. This gravity, like, not that there isn't room Dan, for that. Do you mind if we sing a hymn and let? <laughs> right, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like you can't. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good thing because I think we all forget that. And Job has been so helpful. I mean, this is a very simplistic perspective on Job. No, it's but, good though. Simplistic is good. I like to approach it that way a lot of times. Well, but I have to give a caveat that way, of so, course, <laughs> so that the you know the the highbrow people know that yeah. I know that, that you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. They know that I know that they know that <clears> I know. Seminary grad. Dun, dun, dun. You know, damn, when I got my mask. <laughs> when uh, I was doing Robo Rockets in the dorm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What do you do on a Friday night? Uh, um, you know that it's actually the Lord who recommends His servant Job to be mm. considered for this uh, this persecution or the trial. There's, yeah, there's a lot there, um, but I think there's comfort in knowing that God is not responsible for the bad things that happen to Job, but He's sovereign over it. Mm. So all this bad stuff happens to Job, and I think you know, in going back through it, we gloss over. It. He lost all of his children, uh, you know all I mean? of them. Yeah, not only to lose his possessions, not only was he sick, but especially like the people that he loved just in horrible him. ways. And like someone came, like all at once. I mean, you're all at once, somebody like his breath was coming up. Like, hey, your house just all died, right? And all your calves are dead, and everything. And right. like, hey, your kids are dead. Somebody's like, hey, you know, it's just boom, right. boom, boom, right. Um, so these really tragic circumstances, and then Job's friends come along, and it, it, it's it'd be laughable if it wasn't so sad. 
Hmm. You know, the, the whole point of their thing is bad things happen to bad people. You're a bad person. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah just right. Keep, even his wife. Yeah, even his wife is like, just curse, curse God, God and, and die. die. Yeah. Um, and, and Job's perspective is certainly more nuanced and wiser than his friends, but it still mm-hmm. is lacking. So his friends yeah. are bad things happen to bad people. Job's like, what? I'm a good person and good things happen to good people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. And then his friend Elihu comes and uh, really kind of serves as the transition from the simplistic perspectives to what God's going to say, because God shows up on the scene and lights yeah. Job on fire. Right. Um, and, and Elihu's talking about, ultimately, you just need to, his final encouragement to Job is stop and consider the wondrous works of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and then then the father comes, and just like ber- not even berates, but just asks, he tells Job like, "Dress for action. I'm going to question you like a man." Yeah, and just hammers him with questions. Were you there when I did this? Were you there when mm-hmm. I did this? Were you there? Are you wise enough to do this? Are you strong enough to do this? And Job right. goes, uh, "No, I'll shut up now." And God's like, "Oh, I'm not done. Two more chapters of Were you there when I did this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this?" <laughs> yeah. And Job yeah. just eventually ends by saying. Um, that he, he doesn't understand the the wonder of the Lord is too marvelous for him to comprehend. Yeah. And so I, yeah. I was reading through that. I just kind of finished up uh, this week and was thinking from a New Testament perspective, it's pretty cold comfort. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. We think about the Father, like we talk about the Father like he's a male Oprah. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, right. You get consolation. You, you get consolation. Yeah. Exactly. You know, um, and restoration just, for everybody. That's right. Everything's fine now. Just yeah. come here and give me a hug. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry for making the voice of the father lisping. That's not cool. Uh, that's not cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we tend to have, I think, this reductionistic, this simplistic perspective on the father. Certainly, we, yeah. we see from his provision of the son that he cares for us in ways that we can't comprehend. Yeah. But we also have to, to put that right next to this really direct response that he has to the pain of Job. Mm-hmm. And, and I think my understanding of that is Job doesn't mess around with simple answers. Yes. Right? So it's not like the father just says, like, well, I have good news for you. I do everything for a reason. Yeah, right. He basically call. he doesn't even answer Job's question or Job's friend's questions. He just calls Job to look beyond his circumstances to the character and power of God. And essentially the message of Job is you just got to throw your hands up and, and rest in the fact that God is doing stuff right. that we simply cannot understand. We can't understand, right. We think linearly, we think in terms of cause and effect. Yeah. Job yeah. thought that way, his friends thought that way, and... God's whole, the chapters where God is speaking directly to Job, essentially what he's saying is, you mm-hmm. don't understand. Mm-hmm. I'm working in, in a way that's way more complex. And so that's just been such a comfort to realize, like, I have no idea what God is doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's doing. You got an email. Yeah. I don't know what God's doing this last year. I don't know what 2020 is yeah. going to look like. Yeah. There's a lot of uncertainty there. Yeah. But, like, the comfort doesn't come in, I've been able to control my circumstances. Right. We talked about this before. Right. That I just have this natural t- tendency, like, I want information because I want to control things. Right. Or I want the veneer of control. Yeah. And I feel like the Lord, in his kindness, has just <laughs> taken away the veneer of control. And the lesson for me coming out of 2019 is, I don't understand what God's doing. Yeah. Right? He's right. not like me. Right? He doesn't yeah. work like A to B to C to D. <laughs> right. Like, right. he's taking care of billions of people all over the world simultaneously and orchestrating his sovereign plan from eternity past into eternity future. Yeah. So there's a sense in which, like, I just have to shut up and be silent in front of him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's... That is a huge thing. And also the fact that Job did grieve and suffer right. and yeah. tore his clothes and put ashes on his head. I mean, like, he, he, that was part of the process, too. Yeah. 
Now his friends all you know ridiculed him and everything, but at first they sat with him. Right. And and I think sometimes too, that's the thing is you got to allow people to and allow ourselves to to grieve that and and maybe feel sorry for ourselves or whatever you know for a while, but then to know that ultimately eternally we are there is I mean there is a plan that is hopeful for me and when I have disappointments and and and. God, you know, they're yeah. numerous, you know, but to just be like, okay, well, but this is the time where you you just have to cling to that, mm. and and not everything is going to be okay all the time. What's some stuff that's going on in your life? Uh, well, you know, my, my wife and I um, have been dealing with uh, what everybody goes through at some point, not everybody, but a lot of people as your parents age and things, and so she's, she's uh, dealing with that. Um, trying to care for them, find a place for them to um, to be, for us to care for them closer to where we live, and uh, the financial difficulties that come with all of that kind of stuff as you get older and you start outliving your money and things and how to be wise stewards for all that stuff. And so that kind of just happened, and then she's, you know, sure families like it's hard harder for me this has been a good introduction or reminder for me i'm an only child so as i dealt with my mom end of life issues it was just me and her making the decisions but boy when you've got more children involved in a bigger family it's a you know yeah. it's it's more complex for sure and trying to deal with that in a gracious way but also in a way that is effectual and gets things done and yeah. sometimes it's not always pleasant yeah. and it's uh it causes hurt feelings and ruffled feathers certainly and but but also trying to do that in a way, and we haven't always done that super effectively, but we're trying to be better with that in terms of um, dealing graciously with everybody where they're at at any given time. And so it's been a real challenge. We're co- going through it right now and trying to trying to find our way, but also le- being able to get lessons from the most unlikely of places because I am, I don't know if you know, Jared, I'm 53. Are you? So... I have a lot of wow. knowledge and I wisdom because I'm seventy-eight. Because I'm, <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> I thought you were going to be kind, and you turned the corner. Just for men, <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> but you know, I, I a lot of times I like to think, oh, I've been around, I've got knowledge, and I'm going to instruct everybody. You know, I think that's also as guys, I think we're kind of put together that way. Yeah. But, but my son. Uh, 19 at Biola, we've talked about before, but had such great wisdom for us. And I, I have to be open now to so many, man, I, I just realized the older I get, I realized the less I know mm. about anything. But like we were, Thanksgiving was a while ago and we were thinking about, okay, well, there's been some hard feelings, so maybe we don't go to the family gathering that's you know, gonna gonna happen or every bring year. Bring an extra crate of wine. Exactly. Bring a crate of wine and a and a sledgehammer yeah. or some kind of self defense. Maybe nunchucks. I think nunchucks are great. I'm Actually, kind of a nunchuck guy. Probably like for the holidays, maybe like a holiday. <laughs> exactly. Nunchuck. Happy holidays. <laughs> Um, but so anyway, uh, we were kind of, and not, not, we weren't going to do it out of anger necessarily or, or bitterness, but just like, Hey, let's give everybody a chance to breathe. And also the awkward, uncomfortable nature of facing people after you've kind of had to deal, make hard, mm-hmm. difficult, hard decisions. And my son was so great, dude. He was just all of a sudden, it's like, he said this to his mom and then I, it filtered to me. It was like, Hey mom, you know, why don't you and dad make some calls and like, you know, how important it is restoration and reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And you know, <laughs> wait, it's funny. We study that all the time in the Bible and it's, yeah. it still doesn't quite sink in like it should. Right. And we did that and we ended up going down and having such an amazing time and everything's not completely hunky-dory but like 
to show good faith in terms of like uh, we're not going because you know when you don't go to something or when you pull yourself out of relationship then it's easy for people to speculate oh you're not doing this because of this or that right. and then people start making up stories in their head yeah. and we make up stories and well they weren't there and we weren't there and then you know and it's just just it like was, that yeah it was so great to go down and and be present and to face the awkward weirdness to some extent, but also then see the grace that we were shown and to show people grace. And it was just, and I learned that from my 19-year-old son. That's awesome. So that cool was that? great. It was great because it's just, you know, it's good on, on so many levels and it encourages me that, hey, he's growing on to be a man that is not going to be without challenges, but he's got this underpinning of, because, you know, you, you can't make your faith, your kid's faith, certainly. Mm. And the fact that I'm seeing him grow this way and then be able to minister to me and his mom, mm. that is just such an encouragement. Because if you would have told me that in different stages of his life, I would have said, I don't know where he's going to be at, you right. know, because yeah. I don't know where I'm at half the time, let yeah. alone him. And well, I found you wandering down around Costco. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Quite literally. Was, yeah, I had a sausage in one hand and a big slice of pizza in the other. Right. Yeah, from yeah. Costco, of course. Yeah, yeah, a little Costco reference. But yeah, no, so we've had that. And then also, I mean, I think it's the elephant in the room that we probably should acknowledge. And Jared and I talked about this before we started taping, and we don't want to do this gratuitously to leverage a tragedy for uh, any kind of self-aggrandizing here. But but we, we broadcast from... Santa Clarita, California. My daughter is a freshman at Saugus High School, so right. there was a tragedy there. It was a shooting there, and luckily, my daughter was not directly affected. She and Jill were on her their way in that day when the shooting started, and they were able to turn around and get out of there. But she has friends who were affected, and um, our community has been affected, Absolutely. and our church has been part of that. And I think that has been uh, such a, an uh, an amazing thing to watch this develop it was it's such out of such a tragedy though to see some things that have again that god has orchestrated through this that have been amazing to watch the the, um, the really interesting thing to me and this kind of ties on what we we're talking about earlier yeah is <clears throat> there's just no simple answers when it comes to that Mm-mm. there's no Mm-mm. simple answers no. i mean you look at the young no. man who who perpetrated this yes. this really awful thing yeah um without in any way excusing the evil no. that he did no from the little that we know about his life, it was a complicated life, right? Here's a young man who's no. already been through extremely difficult circumstances. Yes, yeah. Um, you, you think about the the kids who were uh, who were killed and what their families had to go through. You think about the kids who were injured but but not killed. And then <clears throat> I'm just talking to my my neighbor. We live a mile from Saugus High School. Mm-hmm. Um, most of our neighbors who have kids uh, are involved there. Yeah. Um, Talking to our neighbor, she has a daughter there uh, who's a junior. And just recognizing that this is a long road. Very, very long And road. I think the, the really startling thing for me was this happened on Thursday in our community. Our community shut down, yep. right? I yep. mean, everybody is Everything. concerned about this. We we spent the day at, at, with people at our church, right? And that weekend, we were focused on that. Yep. Um, I woke up on Friday after, and it was like 12 items down on the national news. So yeah. like even from a national standpoint, right. it gained national attention on Thursday. Yep. And then the rest of the country moved on. Yeah. Right? And since then, there's been several other shootings that have happened. There's just yep. one in New Jersey. Yeah. But realizing everybody in the country's moved on, we haven't even started to started. here. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. We haven't even started to process it. Yeah. Um, so there again, like the, the old, the horrible old sending thoughts and prayers and positive vibes yeah. um, is useless, right? Like what we need actually for our community to heal, for people like my neighbor who were terrified, 
right? Yeah. Like, and and talking to them, it's just been eye-opening for me. It wasn't just their daughter. Like, the parents are still super traumatized. I'm sure you and Jill are, right? Yeah. Um, to think about this happening at your kid's school, mm-hmm. just recognizing that, yeah, we need more than than Hallmark mug theology. Right? Yeah. We need we need a God right. who can come and sit with us in in the dirt and in the dust of our pain. Yeah. Um, and we need a God who just works in ways that are that are much greater and much more complicated than than we can recognize. Yes. Right? Because there there are not easy answers for us to reach for in this. No. For those who uh, who did the evil, for those who uh, lost people, for those who were adjacent to that, for those who are traumatized, for those who are scared to go out of their out of their homes. One of the our elders yeah. at our church is the principal of a junior high yep. here. And so this happened at a high school, but he said he's had junior high students that haven't come back to school since because they're just afraid. Yeah. Right. 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 So I think it, it's just so imperative that yeah. for us personally, and then especially as gospel witnesses in a very broken and dark world, yeah. that we just have a theology that can withstand suffering and pain. Yeah. And doesn't offer easy, trite answers. Right. Um, we were just talking about this, even in regards to to people who'd be like in LA or in San Francisco who yeah. are post-Christian. Like yes. Simple answers turn people off because we rec- even if you're not a faith person, even if you're not yes. a Christian or some kind of religious person, you recognize right. that we need something more complex than yes. just some kind of simple, trite response. Yeah. I was looking here as you're talking for an article that we actually talked about in, in church at our, our small group uh, dealing with it. I couldn't find it right now, but it was an LA Times article, and it's part of what you said. Uh, part of the, the writer of this article was not a Christian, um, but she came in contact with so many people because there are a lot of faith communities up here in Saugus, and our church is involved, you know, has a lot of kids, like my daughter, my youngest daughter, uh, so many, mostly, most of the time there's not crossover between you have your church friends right. and you have right. your high school friends. Daisy has so many friends at school who are, she also knows from Grace. Right. Which is rare. Yeah. And they're strategically planted in that school, and this mainly, you know, this affected everybody, but this was a freshman, uh, the people who were affected by this directly who were killed and injured were freshmen. Mm. And it's so interesting, this lady who wrote this article went to the vigil, and what she was struck by is when she talked to the kids who were involved and the students, uh, it's so encouraging what God has done in our community because even long before this happened, he was planting these seeds of really grains of strong faith in these young kids, and she was struck by the fact that they're they weren't clinging to the circumstance and they were still sad and scared and confused and worried, but they had this thought that transcended the cliche hopes and prayers. It was their confidence in God and who God is and that God is unchanging and that in the character of God, these kids were able to articulate that in ways, In talking to this interviewer, that just gave me such hope to see something like that articulated from young people that resonated with yeah. this lady, because right. she's not a Christian, I don't think, and she that was the first line that really resonated with me in this LA Times article was the fact that she said, because most of the time that is the ding, right? Like, ah, keep your take your thoughts and prayers and stick it. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. I, if I had a nickel for every person I've heard that from, who are my friends on Facebook who are not Christians or whatever, keep, yeah. yeah, take your thoughts and prayers. It transcended that. Right, And that we always have to remember who we are as Christians and what we're clinging to, and whether it's Job, whether it's finding a nugget here or there, because other people are watching that, too, 
and it becomes, you know, what I equated it to when we were kind of breaking this down in our class was like, look at that, look at the horrible shooting that happened in South Carolina, right? Uh, where the the congregation, one by one, mm. forgave that kid, and like I remember the news media at the time didn't know what to make of that, and right. it was not fake. It was the most genuine thing I have ever seen. One after another, people who were there that night as that guy gunned people down. They forgave him because of because of Christ, mm. and then the the one that you posted this summer, the the the, yeah. the gal in Dallas, yeah, Boston Jean, yeah, and her, the victim's brother embraced her, and then the judge gave her a Bible. I mean, it was one of the most authentic. You can not believe it. You can say, okay, I wouldn't have done that or whatever, but you can't discount it and say it wasn't real. Right. It was one of the most real things, and it impacted everybody. And again, that nobody knew how to what to do with that. And we talked with Brian many, 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 many yes. moons ago. Yes. Um, you know, taking uh, very seriously his point of it seems like most of the Christians in the world are bad people. Yeah, right? sure. The ones sure. you look see on TV. And I think yeah. this is a, and, and I'm not taking anything away from that because there are people yeah. who either are or who purport to be Christian who act in ways that are sure. very disconnected from the reality of their faith. Yeah. But I think it's also very appropriate to celebrate when. When normal, quiet people yes. have a chance to showcase the hope of God in them. In them, yeah. I just think that that validates the reality of what we believe, right? It's not yes. people who are talking heads who are getting paid nope. to do this. No. Nope. These are teenagers, yes. right, who have hope in Christ and who went through something unspeakable and unthinkable that you and I have never had to deal with. Right. And in a moment of crisis, when they were squeezed, what came out was, right. we hope and trust in the Father. Right. Right? And like we've talked before... Life and circumstances are like squeezing a toothpaste tube. Whatever's on the inside yeah. is going to come out when pressure comes. Right, right. And so to see people who legitimately hope in Christ and and that sustain them, and again, it's yes. not in an easy way. Like, well, we hope in Jesus, so everything's fine. Right, exactly. It's super yeah, yeah, yeah. complicated. Right? right, they're still scared. There's still tears. There's still anxiety. There's still trauma that's going to take years to process through. No, absolutely. But all of that is founded on the bedrock of of, of trust in the Father. Right? Yeah. And so that's where I think the, the message of Job like is just so apropos for our lives, for what's going on in our community. Yeah. And it's one of those books that I've read a bunch. Yeah. And like always was bored with the dialogue. Yes, yes, like, yes, oh yes. My gosh, just stop talking. Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah. But it just, yeah. man, it just, I felt like with what was going on in our community in my life, it just really resonated with me. Yeah. That God is doing complex things that we can't understand. Right. And so recognizing that a lot of times I think we tend to look at God through the lens of our circumstances. Yeah. And it's hard to understand Him. And his purpose in the world. Right. And this is, again, simple, but just to flip that around, like I need to see my circumstances through the lens of God is a great, strong, powerful, wise, good, loving person who's doing things I can't even get my mind around. And if that's the answer that you have, that's enough. Right. So even if I don't understand or don't like the circumstances, the the particulars of what he's doing, I can still have trust because I'm not just focusing on what he's doing, I'm focusing on who he is. And in a strange way, that trust can also become... Like Paul talks about in Philippians, that contentment. It right. doesn't mean necessarily joyful in the circumstances or right. whatever, but you're you are able to rest with a, a certain amount of deep, deep, deep down confidence in that God is on the throne, right? And that you know that we don't understand the circumstances, we don't like them, but it's all going to work out eternally. Yep. yep. And that is you can't you can't describe that to somebody if you don't have that, but but you can demonstrate it like these young people did here, or that you see people all over the country doing that. Sometimes when those those moments yeah. do come out, it's uh, and just from a practical perspective. Apart from that, what do you reach for in moments like that? So this is obviously oh, yeah. I mean, the, the school shooting thing is a 
just this extreme example of something. Yeah. But right, we experience stuff like that on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. What do you yeah. reach for, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you don't have a worldview that can explain and count for suffering and give you hope in it, you, do you reach for cynicism? Right. Do you, do you reach for some kind of optimism that doesn't match reality? Do you reach right. for a bottle? Do you reach right, for right, a person? Right. You know, there's just all these things that can't bear under the weight of that. And the gospel can't. And I think that's why theology matters, too. Right. Because if you don't understand... Have you thought about writing a book called Theology Matters? I, I've thought about it. Matt, more than thought about it. Okay. It's the manuscript that's sitting right here. Oh, my word. That's a <laughs> Thank <to> you. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just like, because if you don't understand God's character, and like a lot of times I've like that stuff, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's too deep. I don't want to, but, but all that stuff matters because if you don't pour that stuff inside, when we do, when the rubber meets the road and you do have these things, right. You, you're right. That's what comes out. And if we're not filling ourselves with that kind of stuff, the character of who God is, yeah. uh, all the time, that rock that is higher than I, that, that whole, that, yeah, yeah. that matters. Right. You know, and that's what everybody's searching for. Like right. all the, you know, we've got somebody at church who's getting ready to make a, a change and go somewhere and, and minister to people in, a, in another area. And yep. that's going to be the huge challenge because that area is so post-Christian and, and like everything that you hope for is your job, your circumstances, everything else. Mm. Like all of us. I mean, we all get to that point. Right. But it's even more prevalent there. And that's going to be, it's a huge challenge but it's also, man, what satisfaction can come when you start watching the the lights come on in those situations, you yeah. know? And that's actually where it does. I mean, I think that's what God can use sometimes to move things out of our head into kind of the reality of our, our core conviction. Right? Yeah. Because we have like things that we know. Yeah. But it's when you're squeezed where you're like, okay, actually, I'm going to take this theology off the shelf and put it into practice because I need it now and I understand the value of it. Right. Right. This has been, and this has been a really deep conversation. So I feel like we are contractually obligated to insert a fart sound right now. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. Thank Jeez. you. I think we went fifteen minutes. Yeah. Also, just yeah. if you're one of our listeners, know Dave and I. Uh, Dave. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> Dave so Satchel here. His name. Uh, Dan and I every morning get up and um, we face all four corners of the world <laughs> and we send out positive vibes. We've actually uh, constructed on Dan's roof positive uh, vibes orb that really blasts them out. So if you're one of our listeners, just every morning around 8 o'clock PST, just kind of expect you're going to get a blast of vibes. That's right. Because a lot of times I'll take, if I don't have enough vibes, I take the ones out of my dream catcher from the night before. Yeah. And I just. Are those good though? Oh, they're great. Okay, that's good. Because I use crystals and everything. So it's not, not Do you use, uh, are you a salt lamp guy? Are you an essential oil guy? <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. Guy? I probably should get into are a you a shake guy? <laughs> oh, my word. Here we go. It's Christmas time. Hey, guys, oh make sure and support multi-level marketing people. <laughs> Buy local. <laughs> <laughs> Buy local. Small businesses. Small businesses. <laughs> uh, well, it's been great to to be back, and hopefully this will be so uh, four months or a what? harbinger of things to come. I'm hoping not, because yeah. we've got so many people we would like to talk to and so many things we would like to do, and we had plans to do those things, and then things got derailed. But uh, for now, it is good. And if you are somebody who, for some strange reason, is hearing us and wants to communicate with us, of course you can do that through our, our email account, with it, which is blessingfilledhosts at gmail.com. Blessingfilledhosts at gmail.com. Let us know what's on your mind. Do you have an idea for an upcoming show? Do you have a question for one of us? Do you have want to ask the pastor a question? And by pastor, I use that term loosely yeah. because, again, this is the guy who was doing RoboRockets while at seminary. If you don't know what RoboRockets are, go to episode, I think it's 14. Yeah. 
Or just Google it. Or Google it. Yeah, that's yeah. probably a Googleable thing, right. isn't it? Do you want to clarify that? Do Robo Rockets at seminary? No, no, you no, you didn't. I was you, you observed. And I was in Bible college. That's right. better. It was undergrad. Oh, right. It's perfect. Bible college. It was very serious in seminary. Um so yeah, thanks it's, for listening. What else? So what else with you? Anything else coming up? Coming up. Like, yes. I'm about to take two weeks off. Ooh. And just disappear into the ether. That's great. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I don't have plants. I think we're gonna go to an aquarium. Oh, I wanna I want to wake up late. Yeah, I want to go for runs. That's I good. Make two pots of coffee. I want to cook a lot of meals. I That's great. Take naps. I want to read books. That's great. I want to lay. I want to get bored. I haven't been bored in years. Really? I don't That's even. Great. I don't even know what it feels like to be bored. That's good. I want to sit there and go. I'm bored. Really? And then just lean into it. That's the name, <laughs> that's the name of my new book. It's called Lean In. Lean In. It's about um, Bet- leaning into between you and me, we've got all of the platitudes covered. Well, and between you and me, we've written a whole library <laughs> of books. And I just keep regurgitating the ones that I, the new ones that I hear. That I'm like, oh, I'll adopt that one. No yeah. one's heard that one. Yeah, and yeah. then, like, we're no. gonna get like a big copyright lawsuit one day for billions. And then we we can unpack that once we get it. I'd love to. Yeah, and um, we'll lean into it at the same time. 100%. Mm, run it up the flagpole, see who salutes. Wrap your head around that. See if you can. <laughs> All right, everybody. This is Christian Ease. Thanks for listening. Bar, play us out. Are the holidays stressing you out? Does spending a whole weekend or even a week with your family seem like just too much? Is the topic of politics or your aunt's halitosis something that's going to come up at the dinner table? If so, then you need holichucks. Holichucks are unique conglomerate of nunchucks specifically wrapped for the holidays that allow you to incapacitate and immobilize unhelpful family members. Holla Chucks. When the holidays get weird, call the Chucks.